0: You can check out our service times and more information about the church on our on our website, waterhousechurch.com. Check us out on Facebook or any other social media sites that you may have. We would love to see you. I pray that today you are renewed, restored, refreshed, and that your spirit comes alive. Now here is today's message. Morning. Oh, it's coming! It's just, I'm just standing here. Um, pastor Neil's not here today, but he is back from Israel. So, if you saw that he was in Israel, he's back from Israel. He's just uh, gonna at he's spending time at Lee's church as today is Lee's first day preaching as a, the pastor there. So, um, y'all be praying for Lee. Be uh, keep him in your prayers. Um, but uh, today we're gonna be talking about hearing God, and um, let's pray first. God, I thank you for today. I thank you that you've already worked in in great ways today, and I just pray that you would continue to move and continue to speak to people and show them that you're still speaking and you're still moving, and I just pray that um, you would just give me your words. In Jesus' name, amen. So yes, we're talking about hearing God today, and I kind of felt like this was an important topic because, for a long time, I was really, um, I really misunderstood what that meant. For a long time, I thought to hear God, it would be an audible voice, right? Like when I think of hearing something, I think of somebody speaking, or I think of something that I can hear in my ears, but. Often that's not how God speaks to us. There, he can speak in that way, but that's not usually how He speaks. And so I had never heard God in that way. And so I was really like, "Is does God even speak to me? Is is this you know, have I ever heard God?" And because I'd never heard it in that way, I misunderstood that. And looking back, I after I realized, okay, God doesn't always speak that way. There's other ways God speaks. I um, started realizing, okay, God spoke to me then, God talked to me here, um, I heard God's voice then, and so just I started noticing after, after the fact um, that God was speaking, after I realized, okay, that's not the only way God speaks. And so maybe today you're here and you're like, yeah, that's how I feel, I, was, I thought God only spoke, spoke audibly and I've never heard him speak that way, so he must not be speaking to me. And so today, hopefully, we'll clear some things up. Hopefully, uh, you'll understand a little bit better how God does speak and how we can hear him better. Um, and so we're going to first look at how do, what are the different ways God speaks in the Bible. And so this is not an exhaustive list. I, there's many other ways in the Bible that he does speak, but we're just going to kind of go through this quick list of what, we, what I've looked at and saw. And so the different ways God speaks in the Bible— He speaks directly to somebody. Uh, We see this in the Bible. It says, "God said to Adam." God said to Noah. God said to Abraham. Like we see this a lot in the Bible. God said to this person. So he speaks directly, and then he speaks through a heavenly messenger or an angel. Those—that's one of the ways. Um, He speaks through prophets through his people. He speaks through dreams and visions, and then he also speaks even through a donkey. Um, (laughs) And so He speaks in many different ways In the the Bible But today I want you to realize God still speaks He's still speaking He didn't just speak in the Bible He didn't stop speaking after the Bible was finished He, He still speaks So God still speaks directly His spirit speaks to us Sometimes we do hear him audibly Those are things that he does And he still speaks in that way God still speaks through angels. Um, I've never personally experienced an angel that I know of, but I know a lot of people who have and can tell you that they've experienced angels. Um, God still speaks through his people. We Prophesying is a gift from the Holy Spirit and it's still working today. And then God still speaks through dreams and visions. Um, funnily enough, uh, Lee and Holly Um, who are pastoring a different church now, one one day Lee was like, I had a dream about moving. And I was like, don't tell Holly. (laughs) Because I was like, if it's real, or if it's God, God will tell Holly, you don't have to worry about that. Um, He had already told Holly, so, uh, you know, um, scared her pretty big. (laughs) But they're doing what God's calling them to do. But God had spoke to Lee in a dream. And so Acts 2.17 says this is clear how the Holy Spirit will speak to us in the last days, which the last days happen to be now, because after Jesus left, that means we were in the last days today. And so Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And so here... We see, we're going to dream dreams, we're going to see visions, we're going to prophesy. Like, that's today. That's for today, because it says in the last days, and we are in those days. And so that's for today. And then, again, you know, God spoke through a donkey. Well, God still speaks through weird things that we don't expect. Um, If he can speak through a donkey, he can speak through an atheist, a person we know that doesn't believe in Jesus. Uh, He can speak through anything. Um, So just weird things, often he can speak through that. And so um, there's this shift in the way God speaks once Jesus sends his Holy Spirit. And so in the Old Testament, we see mostly God the Father speaks. Then the majority of the time, we see God the Father in the Old Testament talking. But in the New Testament, we obviously see Jesus, and, you know, because there's red letters and that's where Jesus was speaking. But then after Jesus ascends... The majority of God's speaking is through visions and through his people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. So that just like that last scripture I read, right, it says dream, dreams, visions, and prophesy. That's that's the majority of the way God spoke in in the New Testament, and He's still doing that today. And so, um, his Holy Spirit is how he does that though. And I think it's really cool. We can see kind of an idea of a foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit and what God plans for the Holy Spirit when we look at the Old Testament. And so in Numbers, um, Moses is complaining about the people and how he can't do it alone. He's complaining and he says, God, I I can't take care of your people alone. They're crazy people and and so God says, "Okay, that's fine i'll I'll give you some people to help you out." And so you get seventy people, and they all uh, and God says, "I'm going to give the spirit that I've given you, so I'm going to give the Holy Spirit that I had put into Moses into these seventy el- of elders. And so God puts those puts the spirit into the elders and they start prophesying. And in numbers eleven twenty nine Some people were mad that Moses, that there was other people speaking and prophesying. They were like, "You're the only one who's supposed to be doing that." That's what pretty much is what they're saying. Is they're telling Moses, "Why are you, why are you letting them prophesy? That's for you and not nobody else." And then Moses replied, "Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put His Spirit upon them all." And so. It's kind of this foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit because he is now filling his people, right? That's the promise that Jesus sent. And then Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27 is the same promise. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. God's spirit allows us to follow him. God's spirit is the one that, that allows us to keep his regulations. If you've read any of the Old Testament, you see that they're really bad at doing that. And it's because they don't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allows us to do what God wants us to do. And so I would argue that the way we might hear God today the most is to know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. We have to know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. And so hearing God today is about the Holy Spirit. It's about knowing when he speaks. And so um, I just came up with a few things that I've noticed in my life of how God has spoken to me after I realized, okay, it doesn't have to be audibly. And one of those ways was he recalls to us things he taught us in the past that apply to the moment at hand. So he recalls things to us that he had already taught us in the past. Um, John fourteen twenty six says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. So this is remi- this reminding these people of everything that, the, that Jesus has told them. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. And he's, the Holy Spirit still reminds us of what Jesus has told us through his word, through pastors, through uh, friends, through sermons. God, he, we are still reminded of those things through the Holy Spirit. And so God puts those words on our hearts when we need them. Um, you remember how I said, I thought I'd only been spoken to audibly, but the way that I got saved, actually, was only God and me. So it couldn't have been, and it wasn't an audible voice, but it wasn't somebody who led me to God, it was God and me in that moment. And, um, and so that moment, I was about fir- in first or second grade, and um, my siblings and I shared a, a bunk bed, and so it was my oldest sister and my youngest brother, and I was the middle child, and my sister was always afraid of everything. So she's just constantly afraid, didn't like sleeping alone, was worried about everything. And, um, and so she didn't like sleeping alone. And so we would switch bunks every night. So she would always get the top bunk and then me and my brother would, would swap and I would get the bottom bunk and then my brother would get the top bunk and sleep with her. And then we, the next night I would sleep in the top bunk with her and my brother would sleep in the bottom bunk. And um, so this was one of the nights where I was sleeping in the bottom bunk. And nobody wanted to sleep in the bottom bunk because you were alone. That was, you know, it was like, oh, no, it's the night that I have to sleep in the bottom bunk. Um, Now I'm like, I want the bottom bunk. Give me the bottom bunk. No. (laughs) But um, anyway, so I was sleeping in the bottom bunk, and I woke up, I was scared. And I remember looking at our hallway light. And it's funny because the light was on, but I was still scared, right? And I was looking at the hallway light, and I realized I knew something, I remembered something that I had learned in school, and that was that God was bigger than the boogeyman. I don't know if y'all are any VeggieTales fans, but God was bigger than the boogeyman, and I knew that because I'd learned that in, in, in um, Sunday school. I'd learned it in my church setting that my parents had taken me to, and so in first or second grade, I recalled what I needed to know, but also I recalled that I needed God. Like, I was like, God is bigger than the boogeyman, but I need God so that I can be safe, right? I was like, I need God. And so at that moment, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I went, to, went back to bed knowing I was safe with him. And so at that moment, I had been recalled what I knew, and then I was able to accept Jesus as, Lord my, as my Lord and Savior without having anybody lead me to that because I had already known so much about that from past experiences. And so that's how the Holy Spirit works sometimes. He recalls things to us even if it's a Veggie Tale song. And so another way that he speaks to us is he answers prayers before we pray them. This is so cool. I don't know if you all ever have experienced this, but when you think something, and then not too long after that it happens, you're like, man, I wish this would happen, or man, that would be cool, and then not like maybe a day, week later, it happens. And Isaiah 65, 24 shows us that this is God. Um, it says, before they call, I will answer. While, the, while they are still speaking, I will hear. And how cool it is that he can—he hears our thoughts even when they're not prayers to him, right? He knows those things, and he, he's excited to give them to us. Um, and so I can attest to this. The way that I met my husband, actually, was on Match.com. And um, I had set up my profile, and... I had put everything on there where I was like, I'm a youth pastor because I was a youth pastor at the time. My faith is very important to me. Pretty much I had put everything on there that said, if you're not a Christian, I don't want to talk to you, right? I mean, it was there. (laughs) And so, because that was important to me. And so I kept getting messages from guys that were like agnostics and atheists and like people who were like, didn't care about my faith. And I was like, that's, I was really discouraged. I was like, well, that's not what I was here for. And obviously, they were just like, oh, your picture looked pretty. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they obviously didn't read my profile. And so, the night, uh, that night I went to bed, I was really discouraged. I was like, you know, if somebody messages me about my cat named Star-Lord, I'll message them back. Because at the time, I had a cat named Star-Lord, because that was whenever we got him whenever the Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out. So, um, <laughs> so that's what his name is. Um, and so, I thought that. I didn't pray it. I just thought, I was like, when the cat, you know, if they message me about my cat's name, Star-Lord, I'll message them back. And then the next morning, I woke up to a message from Brian, and it said, I noticed you must be a Marvel fan since you have a cat named Star-Lord. And of course, it was a lot of other stuff too, but uh, that was the thing that stuck out to me, because I had just thought that, right? And so God heard that thought, and he made it happen. And he made it happen for, like, somebody that actually, you know, like, that it wasn't just, like, a small thing. It was a really big thing because I ended up marrying him. Um, <laughs> but I didn't even call on him. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, hey, God, I need this big sign. Like, that wasn't my, that wasn't the purpose in this thought. But it still, it still happened because God loves us that much. He's really cool like that. He wants to give us good things. Um, and so that's one way. He answers prayers before we pray them. And you'll see this happen. I know this happens to my, I was telling my sister about this and she's like, yeah, that's so true. And we just don't really think of it as the Holy Spirit, as God, but it is. And then he tells us what's going to happen before they happen. Um, John 16, 13 says, however, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on his own but will say whatever he hears and will proclaim to you what is to come. So he's going to proclaim to you what is to come. Um, and I, I like to call this idea the Holy Spirit heads up. He's like, hey, pay attention, heads up, this is about to happen. <laughs> and so that's what I like to call it, the Holy Spirit heads up. Um, and I think parents, moms usually have a really good read on the Holy Spirit heads up that usually can be like, that person's not good for you. You shouldn't hang out with that person. Moms are really good at knowing when the Holy Spirit's saying that things aren't, just aren't right here. And, um, but it's also that moment like you say, you know, you think, okay, I should sit in this area. And then like God says, hey, sit in this chair. And then you sit in that chair and something amazing happens, right? It's like that. It's something like that where God prompts you to do something and you don't know why. It might be a sm- the smallest thing, but then afterwards something happens where you're like, oh, that's why. Um, and so one of the times that this happened for me, uh, we were on a mystery trip, so the youth go on a mystery trip every summer, and this is a trip where the youth have no idea where we're going. Um, I know where they're going, but they don't know where they're going. And, um, and so they, um, so this particular summer we were going to Amarillo, which happens to be where I'm from, so we had lots of people that we knew, lots of people there in Amarillo that, were, uh, that I had lots of connections with and, um, but I was driving the church van, and the church van is a little wobbly as it is, you know, it's a little, you know, a little bit scary to drive as it is, no, (laughs) sometimes, but (laughs) I, I realized on the, on the way there was, something was wobbling a little bit more than normal, and I was like, I don't know, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna slow down a little bit, make sure uh, that we're safe, and I was like, Y'all make sure you keep your seatbelts on because, you know, uh, during a long trip, a lot of people like to take their seatbelts on. I was like, put your seatbelts back on if they're not on now. And, uh, and then I had Preston who was sitting in the uh, passenger side seat. I was like, hey, call your mom who was behind us. I was like, call her and ask her if my wheels look weird and see if there's any wobbling or something that she can tell if something's happening. And so Preston calls her and she's like, no, they look fine. And I was like, okay, but I'm still gonna drive a little slower and I'm still gonna keep my hands on these wheels cause I'm like, something's happening. And like moments later, uh, the tire blew out. And I, you know, everything was fine. There was no, no issue because I knew what was gonna happen. Like God had told me, hey, your tire's about to blow out, get ready, right? And so I pulled over and we were able to change it to the spare. But the really cool thing was, I don't know if you've ever traveled to Amarillo, but sometimes there's areas of that drive where you're in the middle of nowhere and there's not a town in sight. And we were actually about five minutes away from Quanah, which was a pretty decent-sized town. They had lots of tire places, and they even had the tire that we needed. So it worked out really well, and this, this trip was awesome because everything worked out weird, but also through God. Like it was just like this weird, crazy trip that ended up being a mystery to myself as well. <laughs> and so um, but it was, I, it was one of my favorite trips because I, I started noticing, and in that trip how the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I started noticing, oh, that was God, because I've told this story to a lot of other people whenever I came back, I was like, "This is how God moved. I was so excited because I thought that like, the trip was amazing. There's other ways in this trip. I'll have to share it another time, but this trip was just like crazy how God did some weird things that didn't expect. But um, we should always listen to the Holy Spirit heads up. We should start noticing, hey, if, you know, there's small things that he cares about that he'll, he'll be like, hey, you should, sometimes, like, I'll notice, like, there's a drink that I need to, I'm like, I feel like I should move that drink. And then not too long after that, it spills. And I'm like, oh, hey, God was saving me a little bit of heartache by not having to worry about that drink spilling on me. Like different things like that. God really speaks to us in small things because he cares about us in those ways. Um, And so I started noticing those things. I hope y'all will start noticing those things as well after this. Um, And then one of the last things that he does for us is he prompts and empowers us to tell others about Jesus. Acts 1.8 says... But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, through Judea in, Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so he empowers us to tell people about Jesus. We don't have to go and do that alone. It's not him sending you out the door and saying, okay, good luck. No, he's, he's there with you in all of that. He empowers you and gives you the words to say. Um, I got to go to a youth pastor conference recently and they called this idea um, of being able to like, be prompted by God in this way, a treasure hunt. And so they would go to Walmart, this, this specific speaker would go to Walmart with his group and he'd be like, okay, pray and ask God who he wants to speak to, who it is he wants to heal, who, he is, who it is that he wants to uh, do a miracle in, right? And they would go and they would be like, Roaming around Walmart, listening to God speak, and they'd be like, "I, I saw a blue cap, right?" And they're like, "Okay, we gotta find the guy with the blue hat." Okay, that's you know, they they would find the guy with the blue hat and pray for that guy and be able to see something crazy happen through God. And so it's this this treasure hunt, this idea that God prompts us and leads us in different directions so that we can be able to bring His kingdom here. And Acts eight twenty nine. Um, so in Acts, we see this with Philip. So Philip um, was told by God before Acts 8, 29. It was a few uh, verses earlier. Um, Philip was told by God, hey, go to this place. God told Philip exactly, go to this place. And then when he was there, this guy was in his chariot. The Ethiopian eunuch was in his chariot. And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, now Acts twenty eight twenty nine, go over and walk along beside the carriage. And after... Philip was able to, after that, Philip was able to witness to this, this man and be able to show him who Jesus was. And so the Holy Spirit prompted Philip to, to be able to witness to him, and he does that for us too. And, and like I said, it's, sometimes it's a little scary to be able to talk to people that we don't know or even to talk to people that we do know, right? And so Luke 12.12 12 gives us an assurance. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Right? He doesn't do, make us do it on our own. We get to do it with him. The Holy Spirit guides us in those, in those times. And so a lot of times, those, so those are some ways the Holy Spirit speaks day to day. Um, but a lot of times we're wondering, okay, I have a big decision to make, and I want to hear God in this. That's usually when we start listening, is when we have a big decision to make. And um, a lot of times we're like, is this God, is it something else, is it myself? We always have that question, like is what I'm about to, like this big decision, is it really God or is it something else? And so how do we know? How do we know if it's God or if it's something else? Uh, I have a couple questions that should help you figure that out. Does it bring peace or does it bring panic? Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just be I'll think I'll heard a noise. I'll be like, there was a noise. Somebody's in our house. But I'll uh, just stay there and just do nothing about it. I'll be just worried and start thinking about it and doing, uh, just freeze, right? Um, And so that's panic. That's panic if you freeze. Um, But peace, often peace will bring you to a point where you can do something about it. Peace says, okay, I'll take the next step. Peace allows you to take that next step, where panic just takes over and you, you start worrying about things and you start thinking things that aren't true and it just messes with you. And we see this in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment, a sound mind. God gives us peace in moments that we need them. Um, and so that's one way is, is this decision, is, is it causing... Is it bringing peace or is it bringing panic? And then another way is to, one thing to ask is, does it line up with what scripture says? Um, If it doesn't line up with scripture, it's not God, period. I don't care who you are, Uh, that's just the case. If it doesn't line up with scripture, it's not God. And um, 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So sometimes we have to make sure that it's God and not something else. And it says test those things. So if like somebody gets up here and says something that doesn't align up with scripture, we, should, we always should test the people that are on, he- on the stage. We shouldn't just listen to them blindly. It says test the spirits, know what the scripture says. And so it's important for us to read scripture, it's important for us to know what scripture says, because we can't know if it lines up with scripture if we don't know what scripture is saying. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 through 21 says, "'Do not quench the Spirit, do not despise prophecies, "'but test everything, hold fast to what is good.'" And so sometimes we we wanna say, oh, that's not the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. We wanna walk away from the situation, right? We wanna be like, no, that's not the Holy Spirit. But when when it's really God, it's important that we do what God says, and that's what. Uh, don't quench the spirit. Don't don't decide to not do what He asked you to do. And then the last thing that we can ask: Will either of these options pull you away from God? Um, if something's pulling you away from God, it's probably not God's will. That's about as easy as as it is. Um, And so in our big decisions, but also in your day-to-day, these are great things. Does it bring peace? Does it bring panic? If it brings panic, probably not the Holy Spirit. Does it line up with what the Scripture says? You know, each of these things day-to-day, you can also know if it's the Holy Spirit or not through those. And I think it's worth noting that often we get caught up in this making the right decision idea. Like, I want to make sure that the decision that I make is the right one. And a lot of times there's not a right or wrong answer. There's not a right or wrong decision. A lot of times both are good and both will lead you down a good path. And so God just says he wants you to be part of, he wants to be part of that. He wants you to invite him into those moments. And once you invite him in and realize, "Okay, this is God's and not mine," then you, the pressure's off. Once you realize, "Okay, either way God's going to bless it," then the pressure's off because you've brought it to God. And so the Holy Spirit is speaking and moving, and we just have to be willing to listen. I think the key to hearing God is listening. And so, um, so what are some ways we can help, that can help us to listen? So, we've talked about how to hear God, uh, or w- different ways God can speak, but sometimes we just need to know how to listen. Because, have y'all, I mean, listening is hard sometimes. That's why it's so important whenever people are like, if you're having a conversation, make sure to make eye contact. Because, because if we're on our phones, did you did, are you sure you heard me? You know, or am I sure that you heard me? Because you're on your phone, I didn't see a nod or anything, right? That's, I, there's these cues or social cues in our lives that says, oh, yeah, I was listening. I always like to say, yeah, like I, I do a lot of, um, uh-huh, mm mm-hmm, yeah, oh, yeah. Like I react when people tell me things uh, because I want them to know I'm listening. Um, but listening is hard, and that's why it's important for us to realize how can we listen? What are ways to help us listen? And so one of those things is spend time with God. So spend time with God through prayer, through worship, through his word. And so y'all are all doing that right now. Good job, you're spending time with God. Um, (laughs) But that's gonna help you to, to know his voice. That's gonna help you to know him better. And so we can't hear him if we don't know his voice. If you don't know God's voice, then you're not going to know if this is the Holy Spirit or if it's just yourself. And the only way to do that is to spend time with that person, spend time with God. Uh, I had a person call me recently on my phone, and I didn't have their, uh, uh, their number saved in my phone. And so I answered it, and they said their name, and I was like, who is this? And they talked for a little bit longer. I was like, oh, okay, I know who they are. But it took me a minute because it wasn't somebody I talked to super often, and um, and if it had been my dad, my husband, my sister, my, my mom, my brother, if they had called me on a, a, a phone number that I didn't know and I answered it, I would have known exactly who that was at the time that I answered it. They wouldn't have had to say, hey, this is so-and-so, right? I'd know exactly that that was my dad. I'd know exactly that, that was my mom. Because we know that person so well that we know their voice. And the same should go with, our, with, with God. The same should go with with the Holy Spirit. John ten, three through four says, The sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. So we have to know God's voice to be able to listen to it. And so the best way to do that is by reading his word, praying, and worshiping and being part of his flock. And so another way um, to help us listen, is to make time to listen. One of the reasons we don't hear the Holy Spirit is because we, we're always doing, we're always busy. Um, the culture that we live in really praises being busy. Are you busy doing something? Do you have an agenda here? Is there something that you're, you're getting done? But God actually tells us to rest. And it makes it, he makes it a really big deal because he makes it one of his commands, right? He says, rest on the Sabbath, But rest is so important to God. And I think, I kind of think of rests in a music sheet. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all are in choir or play an instrument, but in a music sheet, they have an actual note called the rest note, and it tells you when to be quiet uh, and to not sing or to not play your instrument. And so I kind of think of this idea of rest as this time where we're, we're, we're listening and we're leaning into God, but also often our our songs in our days, they tend to be full of notes, full of all the notes, right? We have a note here right after the next, we have different notes at the same time, like it's just full of lots of things, and and maybe the only time you get rest is at night, and sometimes that's not even restful. And so it's important that we make those rest notes. Um, I think it's kind of cool uh, to think our transitions tend to be a good rest time. And so um, after you, if you're ever listening to music and you um, go to the next song, there's always that point of rest, right? It doesn't just go to the next song without, without skipping a beat. There's always a rest time there. And so transitions can be a really great time to rest. I like to get places about five minutes early a lot of times. So I have that five minutes where I can ask God, hey, what is it that you want me to see here? What is it that I can do to glorify you here? And so a rest is just listening to God, and, um, and, and sometimes it can be at Walmart. You can be at Walmart, and you're like, oh, I have some extra time. I'm going to spend some time asking God what he wants me to do here. It doesn't have to be at home or when you're not doing much. But if you want more opportunities for treasure hunts, more opportunities to be led by God's prompts, You'll probably need to make time in your life where you're available. So being available is the biggest thing in these rests. Being available to what God has for you. And that's how we can listen more. And so if I can get Christian and the prayer team to come up. Hearing God becomes more natural and more. the more you practice it. The more you notice his voice, the more you'll listen to it. Just like I noticed after all these moments that God was speaking and I should listen. Sometimes it's small things. And that's the thing. Sometimes it's small things and that's why we don't listen. We're like, "Ah, eh, that's probably nothing. But a lot of God gives you those heads ups. He does care about the small things as well. And so um, maybe you want to hear more from God. Maybe you're... Um, but you still don't know his voice maybe you're still new to who he is and what he wants for you and today i want to just encourage you to ask god to give you a new hunger for his word when you ask god to say hey i want to i want to be excited about the bible i want to be excited about what your word says then he's going to be like okay absolutely he's going to answer that with a yes and if you say god give me a new hunger for your spirit Help me to, to know your spirit. Help me, help me to be filled with your spirit so that I can be guided by you. Those are the things that you can ask today. Maybe you, you've never even experienced, maybe you don't know what the Holy Spirit is. Maybe the Holy Spirit is a new idea to you. But I, let me say, it's the promise that Jesus sent. Jesus said, I will give you the comforter. I will give you the Holy Spirit. And so many of us, we we decide, no, that. That's weird. We don't want that. Um, but when we're listening, when we when we understand what the spirit is, when it's God in us, then we can be so much more effective for His ministry. And maybe you want to be prompted by His spirit more. Maybe you're already listening a little bit. You're you're ready, but you want to you want to do some more treasure hunts. You want to be guided by him in your day-to-day lives more. Ask God to help you be more available. To, to see where, where it is that you can say, hey, God, show me what it is you want me to see. Because if we're not paying attention, he can still speak to us, but it's going to be a lot harder. And if we're paying attention, we'll hear him way more often. His spirit is what we need to hear him. And do his work. All we have to ask for is more of him. And so today, maybe you just want to ask for more of him. Maybe you want to know him more. And God's ready to answer that. He's excited that you want to know him more. That you want to hear him more. Because he's ready to speak to you. So let's pray. God, I just thank you that you still speak. I thank you that even in the small things that you care Lord, I pray that anyone here that that just doesn't think you're you're speaking to them, Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them, that your spirit would, would move in their hearts, God. I pray that you would help us to be prompted by your spirit to tell others about you, that we wouldn't just keep it to ourselves, and that we would be available to what you have for us. In Jesus' name.